Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody and welcome to our first episode since the awful news of Hector's brother. We're back now, we're back in the shed, the three of us are here. And just to take the weight off your shoulders, I've thought of a name this week. Just, just, oh, well that's just very... Just to be different. Okay. Tommy, that's very, that, very that, considerate. Well, that is, I was so worried, I, yeah. I, I was so worried about Talk that. Talk about taking a load off, Hector, like... <laughs> no, you know. I actually feel it lifting yeah. off my shoulders. Jesus, you mean, were probably fretting about that when you went over to Copenhagen, well, what the yeah. lads are going to do for a name. So the, yeah, yeah. Jesus, you're... That was... <laughs> honestly, I'm Tommy, so that's, what, that's what you call a good friend there. That's Listen, I, I sent him a text, I've got the names covered. <laughs> it was great to receive that text. I'm delighted you've taken the lead on this, Tommy. Okay. Well done, Tommy. This Showing initiative. This week's episode is from uh, the name came from a guy called David Bollard, and the name is Sao Carlo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no, no. The boys are too busy laughing to respond. But Sao, moving on. Spell Sao. S A, like Sao Paulo. Ah, Sao Carlo. Yes, yes, yes. I got it. Oh, you get it, Lorena? Yeah, I get it now. Good. So, will we talk about Copenhagen and all that, Hector? I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. First of all, I have a few small things to get out of the way first, if we can do that. Okay. I'm back on the brick phone. The Tommy, is this a permanent thing? Give us a look at he's it. No, can't it's touch it's it Nokia. He's on, no, no, he's on a Doro phone. Nokia. What is it? Doro, if you're over the age of 80, yeah, you get a Doro phone. It's Doro. It's Doro. It's is this, Doro this is phone. the phone you give to somebody who's in fifth class. Or, 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 90, or, or an old folks home. <laughs> yes. Mostly the old folks, I would say. This is the phone you give to make sure you use it. Hang on, this is the fella that had, and not see, three I, months ago, he had an Apple Watch, he had an Apple wa- phone, he oh, could catch him, he could pods, talk to you, the he could talk to you on his wrist, and now he's gone back to, I can't receive WhatsApps, I, I can't, can't get well, texts. So, so why have you gone back to, the, I've only got four numbers in it. Uh, <laughs> have you got that little snake game, you know, the little oh, type <laughs> snake? <laughs> What happened is, uh, I was out in Tory Island uh, last week and I lost my phone out there. You lost it? You lost it. Did you not find my iPhone? Yeah, but it was in a part of the island where there's no coverage. Ah. Uh, so I, lo- I lost it. And the did phone. you lose, like, are you one of those people that keeps your money, your wallet, your cards, everything in the phone? How do you mean? In the you phone? know, on the cover of it? No, I didn't know. I didn't have one of them. Oh, right, so. So that's gone. So I'm back on this. You're and back how on the fi- brick. How do you feel about being back on this thing? Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's obviously very frustrating for everyone else. There's no Googling. There's no WhatsApp. There's no nothing. But you're here. Sure, you didn't need it for that anyway. How but many texts did you get yesterday? 
one. <laughs> one that came in. One text and it took me fucking 45 minutes to reply it to it. came in in three I have to press each number three times to yes. get to... I have to press five three times to Could get you to not L. Just get a new phone Notice line. the way he doesn't use his finger; like we use, he's using the top part of his nail on his thumb because yeah. it's so Toby, small. Can you I not to, get I, a new phone? I have to, if I had to spell Larita, it would be five <laughs> three times to get L, two ones to get A. I'd have to press T twice to get A twice to get U. I, yeah. <laughs> and that's Arafat. Lebuita, Lebuita. So anyway, sorry, well you're not, you're not going to get a new phone, no. No, I love this. This is very oh, good. Fuck Small, off. it fits in my pocket, and I that, and everyone else can't get in touch with you. I'm unconnected. So, Hector, how are you? It's a classic. All he yeah. needs is ten euro credit for the year. <laughs> uh, I'm good. We were so we, we we were driving up to the airport to fly out to Copenhagen on the on in the middle of that week, and this is just you and your missus, just man. me and the missus, and it was. The kids were being ferried off to Clive's. The kids went to Clive's. Clive was fantastic. And uh, we, we, we left them in bed that morning and we just skedaddled. Up to you Dublin. Said, hang on, did you say, you say goodbye to them, did you? Yes, <laughs> the night before. <laughs> but we skedaddled to Dublin Airport and it was a little bit stressful with the antigen test and the whole flying and the Ryanair and getting to the airport and the masks and we wanted to leave early and we stopped at Apple Green. We wasted about 20 minutes of vital time. Traffic built on the M50. As we were nearing the thing called Rock Dock, which is the antigen test place, right? Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, we couldn't find it, and then it was over. It's R O C K. R O C D O C. Oh, what's the stand for? Rock Dock. I don't know. This is the crowd that's in charge of all the testing at Dublin Airport, and I drove. Some fellas in like Van Halen t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Dock. They're not actual doctors. <laughs> Shut you the heart and yours. No, it's like yeah, they're all in Bon Jovi. In the <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're putting on Meta- Metallica now. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, Rock yeah. Doc. Uh, we, I drove up, so came to the terminal, and I said, I know Dublin Airport like the back of my hand, and I went down in underneath the tunnel of Terminal One, the cool place, and up, and it was that terminal, Terminal Two, and then I would turn around, and it was like we. No, it's not here. So we drove all around then by the McDonald's, back around the hotel, in again, and couldn't find it. And was there much traffic around the, the airport? Yeah, but there was cops stopping and it was busy enough, but we couldn't find the place. And then I drove around again through Dublin Airport. Oh, because it's not actually, it's not there. Outside. It's way off in long-term car park, oh. red. The, the phone and ran- is there a stage and everything? There's a stage. There's a, <laughs> there's a backstage area. There's a there was crowd. Ga- there's a lot of barriers when you get to Rock Dock. Right, yes. A lot of barriers and there's a lot. We of- will, <laughs> we will dock you. Uh, Rock Dock. So the phone ra- the phone rings and it's a strange number and I'm going. I am not answering another phone call because I'm done with talking to people. Yeah. Left it. We, we went into Rock Dock and as we pulled in... I can in get you one of these now, one of these Doro phones. <laughs> there was people in space, people in space suits. It's like something out of Outbreak, the movie. There's people in full space suits under gazebos about 600 m- metres into an empty car park and then you pull up into your, your area and then you show them your uh, your app and then they check it and then your man is there. What's the, what app do you show them? You show them the Rock Dock registered for an antigen test. So you have to have a smartphone to get tested. Yes. 
stop. You can't go to the you airport. You can't go anywhere. It wouldn't matter. You wouldn't you, be going anywhere. The they airport, they so. look for the, the barcode and then they, they stick their hand in. Well, for guess what? If you've got your barcode to it. See, they wouldn't have that cracky if you'd taken the boat. No. <laughs> because you just go on it. Because it's mainly people with brick phones who take the boat. Yes, yes. <laughs> or a burner, as the young fella called it. <laughs> now, it, it, this phone rang again. The strange number rang again just as we were entering into Rock Dock. Is there, how many is it? I said two, two for an antigen test. So you went to these little cubicles. And fair play to Rock Dock, they were very good. It was an antigen test. And I said there at this stage, because we'd been doing the Covacell, yeah. I, I, she was there, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I just put my head back and I said, you fired in any of them nostrils there. Yeah. I don't mind. The number rings again. And as I leave Rock Dock, I answer the phone. Hector, this is Commandant da 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 da, da to the President. Can you take a call from the President within five oh, minutes? Yeah. Wow. And I went, excuse me? He said, Hector, we're just wondering, is this the number to reach you at? I said, I'm at Dublin Airport. That'd be no problem. And then I turned to Dipna. I said, is, is some guy ringing to say that the president is going to ring? And 10 minutes later, Michael D. Higgins rang me to sympathise and Aww. to have a chat and to say, did I need any help? And that we were watching, Sabina was watching the show in Myanmar the night before. And then all of a sudden they heard the news and that they were so sorry. Oh, and really what a nice. lovely chat from a wow. great man. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, very nice. Uh, what, and that just shows you the, the calibre of the yeah. man he is and why he's in that place because yeah, the yeah. people of this country Big love him so Claire much. Big connections there. Yeah, Claire Galway. And nice. it was a lovely moment. Dipna started, there was tears in Dipna's eyes because mm. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. stunned. And it just shows you what a great man we have as president of this country. And how were you feeling at the thought of what was worrying you the most about going over to Copenhagen? What was like, was it going to see his body? Was it meeting his kids and all that kind there was of stuff? There was lots of, there was lots of feelings when you get on the plane and it, it, the, 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 there was lots of nervousness obviously of flying over. But when we got there, we settled in straight away, rented an Airbnb down by the river in Copenhagen. It's a beautiful city. He picked a beautiful part of the world to live in. The sun was shining. Denmark were, were going of well course, in the Euros. Yeah. Were you, were you, did you arrive over the night they were playing? I arrived over on the Friday oh, and they yeah. won their quarterfinal yeah. on the Saturday. Saturday yeah. um, and we, 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 we got over. There's no masks. The country feels free. So it's completely open, it's, They it? only use two, uh, Pfizer and Moderna over there. Uh, it, there's a freedom there's a sense of openness to Denmark the weather was good we settled in we met the kids uh, and his partner ex-partner Lena on the Friday night and it was sad I just held their hands and, and listened to them talking and Saturday then we had a great day because Denmark were playing we had a bit of a we had, we had a bit of a shindig in a lovely summer house just out past the airport where all his friends and colleagues and family and everybody got together and it was a bit of a wake it was fantastic but they had a lovely altar sort of set up in the garden with flowers and candles and pictures of Freddie from um, from Twelve's career. And there is Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding book on <laughs> one side and uh, another uh, is Alcoholics Anonymous book on the other side. And it was beautiful. It was lovely because we spent the day there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sunday was good as well. We we brought the flowers. In Denmark, they give you lots and lots and lots of flowers. Really? When they come to anywhere, it's flowers. So we had oozes and bundles of flowers because there wasn't going to be... Here now it should be sandwiches. Sandwiches, yeah. yeah and <laughs> apple tarts. <laughs> apple tarts. And soup. Apple tarts. We went out on a little boat, a tiny little boat called Lulu. Uh, Morton and Sarah, they're good friends in Denmark of Freddie and we went out through the canals of Denmark on the oh. Sunday 
at about seven o'clock in the evening. It's a magnificent city. It's full of water, full of little bridges and in under and you're right in the city centre and down towards the Freetown, Christania. And we let out the flowers on the water at about nine o'clock that night. So Sunday was a lovely day. Monday was a really hard day because we were getting prepared. We had a half an hour uh, to see Freddie and prepare ourselves to go to the main hospital in Copenhagen. And we had to be there on time, very regimental. And that was quarter past one till a quarter to two. So sitting outside the hospital was pretty... I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared at all. And then when we got in to see him, he, she couldn't be prepared. I, I, I just lost all energy and lost all momentum and started wailing and... Mm. And he looked pretty happy, to tell you the truth. He looked, he looked very, sm- very as if, as if, as if he was at peace. Uh, serene, almost, serene, yeah. and you know, I expected him just to wink at me or something. There was nothing there, but it was, it was a, it was a lovely half hour. And then I asked if we could carry him out because that's not the the, the tradition in Denmark. They don't carry the body out. Um, that you just walk away, and ninety five percent of the bodies are cremated. So I said. Uh, can we carry the body out? And Phil, Dipna, Fiona, Lena, there's a few of us there when we just, uh, we carried him out and stuck, put him in the coffin, put him in the, the car and off he went into the sunshine. We walked the hearse out. I stopped the traffic as well, just like Paddy. Oh, good man. Oh, good, stopped good, the good, traffic yeah. and out he went. <laughs> they were wondering what was going on. But you know what? We Navenstale. Yeah, yeah. About an hour and a half later, we were down in Vestalbro, which is the red light, dodgy area of Copenhagen. Actually, you'd have to. I mean, after yeah, yeah. that, you'd have to go <laughs> yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking pummel some North light. African prostitute <laughs> up against the wall just to fucking go back to yourself. We went Into Christiania to get some fucking hash. Hash. We went down to Vestalbro. banging an immigrant up against the wall. Used to be the used to be the really hardcore red light area. Freddie loved it down there. His tattoo parlors, Thai uh, Thai restaurants, and he had, his first apartment was down there when he moved to Den- to Denmark. So we went to a bar called Freddie's Bar. Juke- wow. Jukebox was on. Philomena Begley on the jukebox. I kid you not. Queens, yeah, she was there on the jukebox. Susan McCann, Queens of the Stone Age. We had Soundgarden. It was just a a mix. There's a great pub culture in Copenhagen. There is they're smoking in the bars. You walk in, they're friendly. They get it. They get lager. They get interaction. They get laughter. They get it in Denmark with bars. It's very similar to Ireland. They love their beers, and uh, we had a great day on the on the Monday. Then on the Tuesday, I had to get the COVID test again. The, the the surreal part was on the on the Wednesday. Freddie arrived to the airport in an urn, and I had to carry my brother to the duty free and to the passport control. And, and how big is how big is the urn? The urn is about about that size. About so it's like and a half, like a magnum of champagne bottle. Yes, ca- case. heavier, a bit heavier. Heavy, yeah. In a box with a lovely sort of a tree of life on it uh, and it was sort of screwed in with a po- a thing that goes across the top with the ca- a canister. It's literally a canister. Mm. And did it, did it, it was completely surreal to get your brother and to put him into the front part of the trolley uh, as you're walking with your bags. Mm. Too duty free. And then to take him out as we're moving towards the check-in counter and keeping him away from the bags. You know the way you're hooshing bags and you're throwing them up. But, do, but do, I imagine people in the airport know what you have. Yes, they do. I have a special, we have a death cert yeah. and we have a okay. thing to say everything is there. It was funny because Freddie worked 20 years at that airport and it was oh, his place oh, and yeah. and he loved this Joe and the coffee, Joe and the juice it's called. It's a coffee chain yeah. in Scandinavia. Yeah. Really cool and he would always bring us there. We'd always go for coffee and this tuna sandwich on really cool ciabatta bread, toasted and then he was sitting, he was there beside me at the table oh. in his favourite Joe and the juice. Then going through duty free, I was 
putting in a few, trying a few testers on with Freddie in my arms going, I'll try a bit of that Tom Ford there. That's nice. And then we brought him onto the plane and I stuck him above on the rack on the Ryanair flight in between a Louis Vuitton bag and my bag. The Louis Vuitton wasn't mine. Freddie liked his labels, so he was happy. But I made sure everything closed in tight yes. so he, he wasn't slipping and sliding yeah. on the way home. Yeah. But I felt that as I carried the urn at the beginning, I, I didn't know what to do. By the time I was two or three hours into duty free and that, I was hugging the urn. I was I was holding the urn. I was almost holding the urn like a baby. Mm. You know when you're on the phone and you can hold the baby yeah. in one arm? And it was about getting used to that moment. And of you probably Yeah, you, we did that with our mom when we didn't have to bring her through the airport, obviously, but we, we had to pick her up in Shannon a few days after we left her there to be cremated and What's bring, the Irish bring her up again like? under the arm. It's just a big green, same size probably, big big canister, basically, yeah. And it just feels Heavy, it's heavy. You, it you're is. surprised. Did by you spend um, uh, now? Uh, did you spend much time talking to him? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been talking to him every day since I've got back. That's nice. And uh, I know when a song comes on, or I know when I'm in the garden. Um, I feel his presence, and I know that I, I have to keep talking to him. Mm. I have to keep talking to him, especially now as he's these these in the last two two weeks or so, but. I had a lovely 10 minutes with him there when on my own. Does it feel uh, nice to have the ashes with we you? We had a great chat. Um, it feels, yeah, it feels nice and, and, and we'll, 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 we'll use the ashes and we'll bury the ashes as well over the next week or two. But, yeah, um, I had a lovely 10 minutes with him there. It was, uh, and I brought some things from Ireland. I brought, uh, I brought some stuff to put in, in beside him. It was a beautiful timber coffin. Very simple. Beautiful, simple, white, sort of like white deal coffin. There was no, mm. there was no knobs and and inscriptions on it. There was nothing. It was just a wooden, nice, soft, ready for ready for. Can I ask you for, yeah. for, for fire? For yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. With the, with a sudden death thing like that of someone who's was he fifty four? Fifty four. Fifty four. Um, I what happens to all, what what happens to all his stuff? Because because is, yeah. is there a will and like not that he'd be leaving behind. No, what he is hundreds of thousands, but I'm just the physical thing of all his stuff. Yeah, the, the one of the one of the most one of the hardest parts was on the Sunday I went over to Peter and Cecilia where he rented a beautiful basement apartment out by the the far side of the airport. And if you can imagine that the airport's on an island like Betty's Town, like Skerries, like that type of coastline, and he they, they, it was a sort of a Peter and Cecilia were there. He was living for four or five years. He had a basement apartment there to go into his apartment and to open the door and smell your brother and know your brother's fragrances and you know his his style of clothes to know see all his training runners to see his leather jackets to sit on the bed and see his bits and pieces and his bits and bobs mm. to see the little shrine he had with all a picture of his of his cousins and his nephews and his godchildren and his kids and my mother and my brother um to see the brand new plasma TV, he brought a 5K TV only weeks ago. Massive. It must be no 100 inches. Christ, the <laughs> fuck. It was huge. Both around speakers, the whole thing. And uh, I just sat in that room and it was nice to be in that room for about an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, just looking through his stuff. Yeah. I mean, he had so much bits and pieces. Yeah, you just walk out and then... It was there. everything about him was in that room. And that was... Um, so we're going to box everything up. And we're going to bring it back to Ireland. And his kids, uh, Luca and Asta, have, have spent a lot of time in that room and they've taken lots of bits. And we all took a little bit of Freddie with us. And I took some little bits of things that I brought back to, to, to... But I knew his style of clothes. I knew his style of shoes. I knew, you know, you know, 
you, you, it's just you know that he's there. It's all his bits and pieces. Yeah. So when all the stuff comes back to Ireland, then what are you going to do with it? I don't know. I'll just keep it for a while. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, Tommy. I remember when my, my mother passed away, uh, I, I, we waited a year, two years. What can you do? You can't just say, ring up. You can't. We just we just boxed them up after a bit. There's a time years. for everything and you know yes. when the time yes. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was an amazing couple of days in Denmark. The people are fantastic. The city was beautiful and we were we were enveloped by a lot of love over there. And I have to say that we I was hugged by an awful lot of people on this in this island and from the the podcast as well. There's a lovely family feeling on this podcast and it means an awful lot to all the messages I've got over the last couple of weeks. And even when I go into a shop and strangers are coming up to me at the GA pitch and everywhere I go, people are coming up to me going, I'm sorry to hear about Freddie. So it was a, in the moment of sadness, there's so much happiness and strength being given out. It's, it's super. There's a phenomenal amount of love released when somebody dies. Absolutely. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like uh Someone passes and then there's just, it's a phenomenal experience of just, yeah. there's more love in the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. After it's something nice. like that happens. Yes. Yes. I, well, I, I got a message from him, from Freddie, after he died. This is going to strike you as absolutely bizarre, but I've got a message from him. It's this fucking strange message, but I got it. Last time I was talking to Freddie, we were talking about Viagra. <laughs> right? We were talking and he, had, Freddie uh, managed to get this uh, super strength. <laughs> Super strength Viagra. Extra, extra. And he said, he said, Tom, you get the most phenomenal horn. <laughs> he said, he says, you're now when an album man says phenomenal, <laughs> well, yeah, a, a phenomenal point from Colin O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. And uh, uh, he said, he said, it's, he said, it's like those. So Freddie, I'm 52. <laughs> Freddie was 54. So this conversation happened when we were both in our Freddie made a bit, but maybe two or three years ago. And he said, Tom, it's like one of them horns you used to get when you were a teenager. <laughs> no. And you're, <laughs> You're just pushing it off your stomach. Kind of <laughs> so, I would say after you had gone to Copenhagen at this stage, I think, anyway, I'm almost sure you had anyway, I woke up maybe a day or two after finding out that uh, Freddie had died. And it was about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, right? And I had this tremendous... What? Fun. Erection. <laughs> Oh my God, Tommy! Too much information. I wouldn't normally get erections at that time in the morning. It was a, <laughs> it was a sign. <laughs> and I, wait, I tell you, and I was going, "What the fuck is this now? Why would I have this horn?" And me, I was, I was up in Tory Island. And you mind in your own business? <laughs> Minding my own business, not near nobody. I was thinking, this is it's un, it's like really, really unusual. Right. And, and, and I said, what? "Was it hot or something?" Like. There and not, not, the was the horn hot? No, <laughs> no. Was it hot on the island, or what was the reason for it? I'll tell you what I the, the, the sense that I made right. of it was that this horn, I, said, I don't normally get horny. Why, why, why would I be horny? Why, oh, but it wasn't even it day. wasn't horny. Yeah, it was just but you, but you accepted it. But this baton of fucking <laughs> growth of, 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 of throbbingness. Yeah, and I said, why would I have this? <gasps> why would I have the horn like this? <sighs> I bet you. And I started thinking. Uh -oh. And the sense that I made of it was that it was sent to me by Freddie. And I was saying to me, why would Freddie send me a horn? And I said to myself, because he knows that I'd know it was him. Because of the last conversation that we had. Wow. And why do I have the horn? <coughs> it's Freddie sending me a message saying, look after my brother now. An unusual sign. But it's an... Because he knew that... that 
Anyway, that, that was my. I, I that's, thought, yes. I, I thought you were going to say I took two Viagra instead of two paracetamol in, in and the I morning. Up, I was up with the stock all night. Yeah. No, but, but there you go. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I'll be receiving. Because he had a sense of humour. He had a very good sense of humour. <laughs> I think I'll be receiving uh, horns. Horns. <laughs> So what we'd like I'd to do now, we're going to pass the horn to everybody on the <laughs> podcast. Around. Pass the horn around. Just embrace <laughs> yeah. the throbbingness and the fantasticness. Uh, the That's mad, Tommy. Anyway. I, I, and just to say, Tommy was probably talking to Freddie at a, at a, at a do, at a function, <laughs> like a communion or a confirmation or something. Uh, yeah, he got, me, got, got me in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> of, of a holy communion, he yeah, got yeah. you the corner. Well, uh, these Viagra's, the, they're in the shape of a star, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you feel now that you're, you know, you're saying with people coming up to you and um, talking to you, do you feel as if you need a break from that or that you're glad to be talking about them or? No, I think, uh, 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 I think it's been, the first couple of days after I got back were completely strange. I was empty. I was just lonely. I sat in the garden an awful lot. We just got through it. But there were simple little things done that happened in the couple of days we got back. And the most, one of the most striking things, one of the most beautiful things that happened is that, you know, everybody knows the feeling of getting back to Dublin Airport, whether you're coming back from holiday or coming back from work. Or, and when you get in the car and you have to drive home, mm. especially down the country, country people relate to this. We were, you know, you, you first thing you do when you get close to home is, is there milk in the fridge, right? Uh, what have we got? And uh, what time are we uh, collecting the boys? It's, you get back into that routine. We got to the house and uh, I went round the back of the house and I said, what's that? And there was a massive pot of curry, a big saucepan left out at the back on a, on a on the wall and another pot of rice now it was industrial size catering and it was still warm but somebody had come to my house and left off Aww. a massive chicken curry and a big pot of rice as we arrived and we were starving yeah. we'd already thought about ringing the local Indian Kazana yeah. and then all of a sudden I was there going what the fuck and then I looked and it was the most amazing curry and then the kids arrived in 20 minutes later going, what's for food? Any food? Any food? Any food? And then the local supermarket came in a van within another half an hour and rang the doorbell and dropped off five bags of shopping and everything you could want. Oh, that's so nice. And I was going, what's this? What are you doing? What are you wow. doing? What are you doing? And then all of a sudden, the next two days, that moment I felt an awful lot of love. So I have to say thanks to Fozzie. Who is who is? Uh, I'm on the working with him on the with the with the under seventeens. Fozzie had cooked a beautiful curry that afternoon, knowing more or less what time we'd be back, but he just left it at our house. That's good nature. And what a lovely nice. gesture! <clears throat> and it's little things like that that has been unbelievable over the last couple of couple of couple of days. And I've been getting some amazing letters that will that that are just out of this world with the love that has been shown and the kindness. And as you say, Tommy, it's just we explode in this country in times of grief. Mm-hmm. And it's that that's going to get me through. And it's it's that there will be awful days where I look out the window and I'm starting to feel really lonely. But there are great days ahead. And I can only remember Freddie now with fondness and smiles and laughter because I know he's going to be around me all the time. He ca- has to be. And on this podcast, who would have ever thought that Freddie would have been trending on that Thursday around the world? Uh, on yeah. our, because of our podcast it's, he would have loved that anyway he would have loved that How's your younger brother getting on because there, there's three of you in it Yeah Mark is good Mark's coming down now this weekend he's good he's he's uh, 
I'm sure he's assimilating it and dissecting it in his own course, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, when your parents have gone is one thing. And it's not easy when your mum and dad goes, but when your brother goes, it, there's a real, there's an awful, I, I, I can't describe that feeling. It's as if I've lost a empty, limb, a empty, limb, yeah. a limb, yeah. And uh, it's as if a chunk of my body has just been taken away. Mm. So <clears throat> it's a, it's about understanding where we are now and, and getting on with it. And the lovely thing was that, uh, yeah, I just was allowed to breathe when we came home and, and relax. And Dippin has been amazing and our two boys have been fantastic and uh, the neighbours have been great. The club has been brilliant. G- GA clubs in particular are unbelievably strong in those yeah. those times. And But there's been an awful lot of, of texts and phone calls from people I haven't heard from in, in such a long time. And it was funny, friends that I haven't heard from since 1987 and 88 and 89 when we used to drink our socks off in the buttery bar and in the pav in Trinity. And lads that we used to live in Lecky Place off Bagot Street and in Ockram Street. And I, I haven't heard of these, seen or heard of these people for years. And they've all been in touch from our Trinity days. And uh, it's been brilliant, brilliant. And have people who have experienced the same loss been in touch with you? People who've lost older brothers? Um, yeah, and it was funny. I met a guy the other day from Old Mervio and... Uh, uh, and I just met him outside a shop and he comes over and starts talking and we have a mutual friend and he said that he lost his brother, his brother was 46, died suddenly. And then it's through things like that, we stood there and we had a good chat. I could see still sadness on his face, but it was good for people to come up to me and saying these things happened. And many people have texted on, uh, mm-hmm. on the social media on that for our, saying that yeah. they've lost their sister or they lost a brother in New York very suddenly. So it, it, it does happen and their strength in numbers and I know that I'm not the only one out there that where this is knocked on their door so yeah. Uh, but yeah Copenhagen and and Luca and Asta his children I really firmly believe that they they're, they're beautiful 21 years old Luca he's the image of his dad and Asta is gorgeous and you know they want to go on and study and they want to, I want to make sure that the door the Celtic door of Ireland because they have the Viking blood the Celtic door of Ireland is open to these two brilliant kids and they're coming in a couple of days time for six days and I want them to embrace this the, the, the blood of the Irish blood that's in them so the door will be always open to those kids to make sure that they know they have Irish family here. So do you, do you feel that it's part of your responsibility now is almost to be an ambassador for the country for them? Yes. I'm kind of saying, yes. come back to Nav and I'll show you stuff. Or, yes, you yeah, know. yeah. And even deeper than that, like Luca is trying to get, get, go in and study English. He had to do something on, um, he had to do a little project. He had uh, exams to do over the, la- the couple of days in Denmark and it's, it's something regarding English. Or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He had to do a bloody 20 minute piece on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. So one of the evenings I met Luca and we went through a little bit. Asta is is big into biology and chemistry. She loves horses and she's a tiny little tattoo. And Freddie and like all of us love our tattoos, but she's a tiny little one here, a little star on her on her finger. And she, she I knew she knew that I like tattoos as well. And she said to me, I'd love to get a bigger tattoo and have something Irish, something Celtic. I said, well, you're coming to the right people here. So little things like that down the line, if, if, if it means something to her. But that Celticness is, I definitely see it in the two children. And Luca is cut out of his dad and he loves Liverpool Football Club. And even when we were at that party on the Sunday and there was lots of Freddie's work colleagues, there was Morton and a couple of his real good buddies were there. So sad. We were all heartbroken. But we had a few beers. I brought Luca 
he was sitting away with some other people and uh, our friends and some other younger kids that were there. But Luke is 21. I told him to come over to us. He sat into a group where Freddie was being remembered uh, in a way where lads yeah, in a yeah, pub remember yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he heard the stories of his dad, the legendary stories of his dad. When they went to Enf- Anfield and they did this and they did that. Do you remember that weekend in Cardiff? Be, yeah, you wouldn't remember going to Enfield. <laughs> Anfield. But Luca, I could see Luca then starting to smile and hear his dad being talked yeah. about like that because he is 21 yeah. and he's a young man now. So I will I will make sure that door is open to and when they come Big home, time. The door has to be open to these kids exactly. and they have to understand Freddie loved the Vikings and he loved Ireland. So it was a lovely mixture between the two countries. So I'm already planning the first year anniversary. We're all going live. The podcast will go live from Copenhagen that weekend. Great. <laughs> Tommy will have to get a boat. And um, so in, in terms of the it was, was it arterial sclerosis? Yes. That, so what is that? That is a hardening of the arteries and that's the arteries and it's funny, uh, this is a very important point. I know we spoke about other things and fingers up the bums and prostrate and all that sort of stuff but the hardening of the arteries, they're, they're, they're just like the arteries on the back of your hand or the inside of your arm and it's plaque, calcium that builds up, calcification of the arteries through whatever lifestyle, hereditary, DNA, if it's in the family. And that's what Freddie had. Unfortunately, we did, he didn't get checked out. And unfortunately, he had a little mishap the week before where he felt a little bit of indigestion and stuff like that. And again, men were, were unbreakable. I don't need it. It'll be fine. But unfortunately, he died and he died very, very quickly, suddenly, uh, because his arteries were extreme calcification, arterial sclerosis, it's called. So, and apart from that one little, say, the blip the week before where, we've, we've all had things where you feel, ah, that, of doesn't, course. that doesn't feel right. Yes. Mm. But the following day, it's kind of, it's grand and it's gone. But he was, I mean, I mean he, he was, was fit. He, he, was the, he was the far side of fit, Hector. He was fucking athletic. Yeah. yeah. And well Do built. You know, yeah. And gym every day of the yeah. week. And he watched his diet and he didn't smoke, didn't drink. I mean, but it's in the family, Tommy, and I've already I've already been sitting with a cardiologist. Good. And I mean I'm going in for all sorts of tests where they're going so deep into my heart between chambers and ventricles and arteries and angiograms and all that has to be done. Yeah. Because even though you're having a really nice lifestyle or even though you're trying to eat well and even though you yeah. don't smoke or don't drink a lot, if it's in the family, it's in the family. So this is a shout out for men all over the country and women, especially men who think that, Oh, I'm grand. Well, you're not grand. Everyone should just get a check out once every year, once every two years. Get your heart checked out because it it, it will uh, it's very easily done and it's funny that the stints all those stints are made in Galway now the majority of global stints okay. are made in Galway they can insert the stint uh, in, in, in an hour an hour process through your wrist it's a day procedure and you're back out and it basically like the channel tunnel it's like pumping air through the channel tunnel you're just letting the whole thing breathe again yeah. the whole thing caves in and gets there's no air going through and that's what happens and when you go for this test now are you going you're going to get the patches because I did one a few years ago where the a lovely little nurse about 5 foot 2 uh, asked me to take off my top and then she <laughs> shaves my chest right. and she puts little those round little stickers yes. on me yes Tommy. She, get, she gets me to go on a treadmill did you do the stress test oh I did the stress test yes. yeah yeah and uh um, you go on the treadmill for faster, faster, she said. Faster, faster, faster. Come on, Tommy, you can do it. <laughs> uh, and you run for about 15 or 20 minutes. Did you minutes. leave the chinos on when you were running? Oh, the corduroys. The corduroys. No, I had runners on, but I, I, I had your shorts. I got into the nip and the lad was flapping from one. <laughs> Jesus, Tommy. <laughs> flappy lad. And here comes Flappy lad <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> Um, so when you get it done, are you getting all that stuff all done All that, well? but the main thing but I'm going for, Tommy, there's it? two types of angiogram. There's the invasive and non-invasive. Uh, there's the one where they put the camera yeah. up through your arm. Yeah. 
more than likely with a die. Camera goes up into the archery. Roscoe. <laughs> off you go, Roscoe. Clive, Clive. Are you the Clive <laughs> off the podcast? And the other one is... Clive would make one of them for you. <laughs> uh, or the other the one water. is... A, the, there's a new one now called an MRI cardio angiogram oh, where right. they inject blue dye in and you go into the machine and that's the one I think I'm going for. And I Bring said Tommy, I said to the cardiologist, I said to Pat Nash the other day, I said, Pat, how are you? Hector, I'm just looking here. I said, Pat, when's the last time you saw me? Ventricles. October 2019. <laughs> Do you Remember, do you remember when you saw me ventricles yeah. and me left chamber? Remember that night we were drinking, we went camping. <laughs> well, I had a look at your ventricles. Well, popped out. So he said to me, yeah, do you know what we'll do? I said, Pat, between me and you, I want you to check out my arteries. Please go in and check out the arteries. And that's what he said he'll do. And um, Between me, you and the podcast. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to get done. And uh, I think every everyone should be Tell doing me. a little MOT, especially. People call this thing 40 to 50, Sniper's Alley. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said it's Sniper's fucking alley? Sniper's alley continues into your early 50s. So uh, we all have to get that area checked out. The heart. It's a serious muscle. It needs TLC. And if you have the, like, just imagine the M50 and imagine all the roads, like, coming in from Mulhudred and Cluny and Leakslip and Nace and coming in from Baldoyle and coming in from Darndale. It's like most before the bypass. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we need to keep all those areas open, moving. Open, Open yes. and traffic flowing, flowing between them. Yes. So, uh, Green lights. I said to the cardiologist, I says... You fucking have a look at my arteries there, Pat, and let's see where we are. Fingers crossed, touch wood. But if it's in the family, we have everyone. So, and has is, to it look in, at is, that. It, is it in your mum's side of the family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're then all the family, all the all the relations in Nav, and all the counties are riddled with it. They're fucking riddled with it. They are. All the on that side. Yeah. Got, the, Nav, the, the Nav and hearts are fine. The Nav, yeah. We're strong. You know, it's always on the other side. Oh, not the other side. All oh, they're riddled with it. Yeah. Should I man fucking blood pressure tablets from first year in fucking Pats? <laughs> I'm on fucking cholesterol anti-statin 600 milligrams since I was 14. Oh Lord Jesus Christ almighty. Cholesterol sandwich spread. That's what I have. Cholesterol, if it's in the fucking family, it's in the fucking family. But if it's in the family, we need to watch it. But uh, but isn't the queer thing now, because it would be in the Tiernan side of the family as well, is that uh, my uncle uh, had a heart attack uh, a few years ago and my father said that he had a heart attack for all of them. Why? Because the rest of them got checked. Because he had the heart attack, and they all fucking trapped off to the fucking doctors to get stuff <laughs> checked out. But it's not just it's not just uncles. Like so, I you know my kids will inherit yeah. this. So you'd be thinking, yes, okay, yes, Jesus, I already discussed my this. young fellas yeah. and Freddie's young fellas, yes. and uh, if it's there, Tommy, it, it and goes, you, Tommy, and you, Tommy. oh yeah, yeah, and you, Tom, you're coming in with me, yes. and my book. Yes, going, we're going to be in the nip in our fucking Reeboks <laughs> on the treadmill with the little nurse <laughs> and we'll with have the shave chest. Tubes, tubes, last, last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Come on, lads. Can you hear me, Corey? Yeah, uh, it, it, like it, a Lucas A dad. It's funny the way <laughs> you'll have to look at the children, and then the next step is the children down the line. But uh, um, and Luca and Asta and Luca and 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 they'll all have to be looked at, and they'll all have to be wary of this. And I don't think we were as wary of this as well years and years and years ago in yeah. Ireland. Do you know, it was something that happened. There wasn't it's, as much it seems medical so common among expertise, men, is it? Or what's that about men? Because life be... is harder for men. Oh, right. I thought you were softer. Our arteries <laughs> start blocking when we're seven. That's the, fo- the stress. The stress. The stress. The women. The stress. The women. I remember the first time. I tell you. I tell you a fact. <laughs> 
fellas who go to mixed primary schools yes. and mixed secondary schools, yes. but often dead in their fucking early 20s for right. the stress of the women. <laughs> oh, so that you see, if you're a single man, so then just stick to no fellas. children, no children. I couldn't no find children. tadpoles one day for nature class. The stress of it, the stress of it put me back fucking two years. Um, but there's a real Navinus as well. There's a lovely, there was a lovely vibe coming out of Navin and a lot of love from Navin. And He's well remembered yeah. and friendly remembered Navin. And, and, and it was the Rogers and, 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 and the Casey's and everybody that has been in touch with me from the town of Navin. Uh, I just want to say thanks as well because uh, he was fondly loved in, in many, many places. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge um, memory trip for you. Because every day, even coming out in the car today, I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, everywhere I go, Tommy, like this morning, the minute I open my eyes, it's the, the, the hardest part was that Wednesday we came home, the next day and the next day and the next day until about the Sunday. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember those days. Mm. And I know when my mum passed, I was daydreaming an awful lot. I just can't remember. But I know these couple of weeks have been, have, have softened it. The sadness, I was sore from sadness. Of I was course. sore from sadness. And that sadness has dissipated a little bit. Um, and we, were you talking to Mark through all of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark, yeah. And he, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to, we, we're very close, very, very close. And we will be even closer now because it'll be almost like, it'll be, it'll be, it, it'll be the tag team. Yeah. I'll go over and, He'll take over and I'll take over and he'll take over. So it's a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny one. It is really madness when you think that there's a there's a family in a bungalow in Navin living there and most of them have passed away now. It's just fucking mad when you think about the way life, life, this, this world That's that we live it. in, this planet we live in, what we're doing on this. And we've discussed it many times on this podcast about what's it all about. And we've had, we've had some great... Uh, conversations. Did I ever think I'd be having this topic of conversation with you too? And uh, but it's brutal. It's a it's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah. A friend of mine said to me uh, after funeral. He said, "It blows your head wide open." Do you hear that music? Is, yeah. is, 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 <laughs> is this is this is coming through our headphones? No, it's Isabel out in the back garden on the trampoline, listening to fucking. <laughs> Justin Bieber Drake Leave her away It sounds like a little bit of background music for us here. Uh, that, that, it, that it blows you wide open and it does you kind of it's almost there are times when you feel like uh, all you are is pain mm. that you're like do you, do you know like the, do you know the, is it the 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 clicking bit of a bell and yes. you're, you're being rung yes and there isn't room inside you for anything else except you're fucking rung with sorrow, you know, and it, I, my feeling of it was that it kind of this, it was as if the fucking sides of my head came off, hmm. and I was on this other level, like the ordinary day to day level of, you know, doing things and talking to people and the particular perspective you have on I need to do this and then I need to do that. It was almost like all that's contained within the walls of your skull, and then it's like someone takes the fucking walls off your skull, and you're standing fourteen feet above in the sky, and it's just like. It's almost like sometimes the experience is too big for your body. Mm. It's, you know, it's a, it's mm. a tough country. Mm. How are you then in terms of work? Like you, you're no. the, you know, there's this and there's also, you know, you're, you, you're hoping to travel. Yeah, no, we're taking, we're taking a, a break. And the, the beautiful thing was that we, <clears throat> uh, we, I haven't been, we haven't been in this room physically for four or five weeks. 
and that gave me the breathing space and I and you guys steered the ship on this and the ship has been sailing away and and uh, I was just a passenger and uh, that was been fantastic. It really, I really feel it. I was nowhere near in, in any shape, way or form to even come in to the THL podcast or come in to see. And I was so looking forward to today uh, to get back on the, to get back in and drive into town and, and, and start that. But there's beautiful moments ahead. There's going to be beautiful, great moments when I meet somebody or somebody who I don't know from Adam says something to me. That's where you're going to get loads of strength. And, um, I know he's fondly, so fondly remembered. The laughter Freddie has produced on this project in the last year has been phenomenal. And uh, mm. I, we'll, we'll never, that, it's etched forever. Yeah. It's, it's there forever. The stories of Freddie are there forever. I never thought it would come to something like this. Uh, but I know for a fact, my mother had so much faith in the Lord. She would have been gone a long time before without her prayers and her faith and her adoration. And I know for a fact, somebody told me, Somebody rang me and told me that she was there and my dad was there and that they're all happy together now and they were so happy to see him and my mother was so happy to bring him in. There you go. It's fucking mad, isn't it? I know. It is. Anyway... My voice has got squeaky. <laughs> and I have a horn. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, fuck. Right, that's enough of that. What? And I'm roasted. Jeez, I haven't cried in about two weeks now, but that's but I know for a fact. Somebody told me that and uh, I would believe Well, there's comfort lot, in that for you, is I there? Believe, I believe this person. Is there a comfort lot. in yeah, that for you? Yeah, mad because my yeah. mother. Jesus, I'm so happy that she wasn't here to see it on, on, on this planet. Yeah. But, um, and that person told me my dad was there as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, sad day. It is sad. It's hard. God bless you, Freddie, and God bless you, Hector, and God bless you, Mark. And uh, yeah, we love you. We love you, Hector. We'll want you. you. Three, three <laughs> best right. friends here. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that was a great chat. <sighs> well, that was brilliant. It was good. I didn't know whether we should talk about it or what, but it's good. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, we'll look at everybody, everybody that I've met for the last couple of weeks as well. It's just been. Sending you so much love and, you know, just even chatting about Freddie on the show all the time. People feel like they knew him so well. So, you know, I think it was good for us to talk about it now as well. And it's on another entirely <laughs> different thing. Your dad has come home, Larissa. Dad has come home. He came home on Friday. So tell us just a bit wow. of the background of that. So your dad was in... Yeah, so he's been in the hospital nearly four months uh, with a stroke. And again, had was lucky that when they ha- when he had the stroke, they found out that his arteries were blocked. Yeah. One of them, 90%. He was the fortunate person that was able to get them fixed, put the stints in. As he said, very easy thing. Up mm. through your arm. How many did he get? He got two in one artery. Isn't that, That's and mad to think that his arteries were blocked. Blocked, yeah. And nobody knew. No. Nobody knew. And this is it. And he was given out. And how come the doctor didn't know? And nine months and, and, and not on cholesterol tablets. Uh, my dad's 85. He was 86 on the 
fourth of June. Wow. And imagine, so you know, he's 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 very lucky, and we're lucky to have him for as long as we have, and he's in great form. So he's home. And uh, what was the first thing you did when he got out of the car and into the wheels? Would you wheel him into the kitchen? My brother it- brought him home. Yes, the the kitchen was all under went under one of those uh, operation transformations while he was in hospital. Get get the range out, get a stove in, get the mm. floor all fixed, make sure the wheel it was wheelchair and 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 walker accessible, and everything was ready for him. So you know what he's uh, he want he was dying to have a bacon sandwich. <laughs> when he got home because he didn't have one of them for like weeks and weeks so we had we had some bacon sandwiches and uh, probably not good for the old ticker but uh, he's he's happy and a cup enough. of tea from the home and kettle. he wanted yes and he wanted a whiskey and he's had some uh, he's had some Guinness again and he's uh, back on back on track again I think back on the rasher sandwiches and back the whiskey on the yeah. <laughs> I saw on a great, health, he's back on a healthy lifestyle again you I know? saw a great photo of him you put up yes, that, uh, so he was out he was out in the yard and he was watching the calves getting fed yes he was and my nephew got a pony and he was out checking him out and he's just uh, he's just in he's just so happy to be home and it's great he, we can leave him he's able to stay at home by himself at night and the carers are coming in this lovely girl Catherine looking after him at the minute she's so kind and so caring to him and uh, we're we're very fortunate and he's delighted to be home and uh, he went over for a spin to the pitch the other evening um, there was football on and he's, he's just looking forward to just getting back he's Super. saying to me I think I might try and chance driving the van I'm like dad you can't drive the van like you're not and George yeah. to drive it. Asher, I'd only be driving it around the field. He's not thinking of entering the Dublin Women's <laughs> Mini Marathon or something, is he? And then he's thinking, Asher, I'll be able to cook for myself. I'm like, Dad, you're on a, you have a walker, you can't carry yeah. things. So he's, look, he, he's mad determined to get back to normal life and sure, we'll see how he gets on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Uh, more importantly, though, lads, first of all, Tommy, thanks so much. You've it boosted tourism in Ballina. Something shocking. You can't get parking in the town. It's There's visitors wedged. from all Ar- over Ireland. You Ballina know what? is a lovely old spot. We, That's all y- it is. You've just increased tourism. People are mad to come. I, a, I was having a coffee in Dave's there last week and a big crew from Limerick had come up to visit because they listened to the podcast. Brilliant. We're mad to see it. Ballina is and, booming. And, and Midwest Radio, of course. Are, we never. I don't know if we ever actually thanked Midwest Radio for using oh, their studio. Office. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were well looked after down there. Generosity galore in Ballina and uh, Tommy, thank you very much. For the people of Ballina, <laughs> I thank you. I applaud you for your negativity because it's just brought more tourism to our town. Do they ever fucking let They never go. let up. It's a bit like <sighs> the football. It's like, it's the, like fucking, the football. It's like the town has had a sense of humour bypass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go back there again. Um, so I, I uh, got a Thai massage the other day because my cousin Joseph Burke insisted that I get a Thai massage because this woman who works who's got renting a space from in Balna oh she's the best thing ever let's get a Thai massage go 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 get a Thai massage booked me in I went and got a Thai massage the only thing the woman didn't do was turn me around in the bed <laughs> give me two black eyes and break me nose she absolutely bit the <laughs> shite out of me I left the fucking place going and she goes to me um you want deep massage? Deep tissue massage? I said, no deep tissue, just ordinary massage. Just yeah. all over body massage. Just normal, normal. Just. And she goes, you sure not deep tissue? I said, no deep tissue. Well, fuck me. She, I, I had bruises on my arms when I left. I was like, How's the, what's the purpose of getting your arms massaged so deeply? So then she start, She got up at one stage and she was kneeling on my <laughs> hamstrings, right? She was on all fours on top of me, right? And she was as big as myself. I thought, oh, fuck and me. And where was Joseph? Or, uh, my cousin was not there. Oh, he he there, just he? insisted I have it, right? I'm lying Is she above in the back of you? She's lying with her two elbows in my arse <laughs> and her two knees on my hamstring and I'm like, oh, Oh, I said, surely to fuck. This is a this is a candid camera job. I'm somebody's going to take. The what were you wearing? Nothing. I was wearing nothing. She, she was like, "You take off all your clothes." What street? Is, what, like, what street is this in Ballina now? They will boost tourism fairly I, quickly here I now. Was like, um, it's some of that fucking Star of David it, Viagra it, head up. Why would it? Why so were, bad. There's no happy endings. I can assure you. Well, there wasn't for me anyway. Forty-eight. I paid for an hour. Only got forty-eight minutes. I was going to <laughs> did, tell her. Did you tap out? <laughs> <laughs> no, she tapped so out. She she was neat. I was bending my legs. I thought there's lads running down pitches and they, their hamstrings snap, and I'm lying on a bed here with. Someone kneeling on top of them. If they don't fucking snap, I was like, I got so sore at one stage. I just started laughing. I was like, this is not fucking real, is it? She was kneeling on my hamstrings, rubbing her elbows, elbows down straight me. In. I said, fuck me. And she goes, no deep tissue. I said, no deep tissue. Are you fucking choking me? Is this... Is this not fucking deep tissue? And she was like, no, no, this is not deep tissue. I was like, oh, fuck me. I, next thing she goes, now, you give me your hands. <laughs> so I had to put my hands back behind me. She'd fucking oil all over me. She had oil all over her hands. She's pulling my, you pull my wrist, you pull my wrist. I was like, I can't fucking move. I'm pulling her wrist. Me fucking brushes are within my nose. She's pulling, 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 pulling behind me. I'm like, oh my God, would you get off my fucking back? She's kneeling on my legs. I fucking bruises on my calves. She's fucking battering the shite out of my calves. And I'm pulling, she's pulling my arms. And then she goes, you sit up. <laughs> she fucking begs. I'm like, okay. So I sat up straight and she goes, okay, give me your arms again. Fucking back. And the knee into the back. She keeps telling me to sit up and I'm going back. I said, I'm fucking trying to set up. 
Jesus Christ above I was in a pile of sweat like mouth the place 48 minutes then she goes okay Tam I said I was like, oh my God, that was only 48 minutes and I fucking need to leave. And then she goes to me, you like um, reflexology? I said, "Uh, no, I'm okay. And she goes, I book appointment for next week. Deep tissue massage, reflexology. I says, I don't know my schedule for next week, but I said, I'll definitely be in touch. Not. Fuck me. All a reader, that's quality. It was quality. horrific. I just tortured myself since you were away, Hector. I then went paddleboarding last night. Up the Moy. No, on the lock on lock on in oh, wow. It was like fucking being on the French Riviera. Lovely. It was just amazing. But Oh you fell. I no. fell off. Right. <laughs> I fell off. Sure, oh, you, after showing us a load of bruises, bruises. on her arm. Hang on, look, look at the legs. Oh and the skirt's oh, going up. Bruises, bruises all everywhere. Over. What happened? My legs. What happened? Here, look at these bruises. <laughs> I fell off the fucking thing. So so Caroline Gill uh, simply sup, it's called in Ballina, brought us out. Um, paddleboard and me and my sister Katrina of course she's fucking perfect and she was able to stand up on the board so I was like she goes now you just have to put your hands on the fo- on the front of the board and then do like a downward dog you know kind of fucking yoga position or Pilates thing and then just stand up and then paddle so of course I was like a sea lion trying to get up on a stone in the fucking out in, I don't know where and I of course I fell off the thing you're doing the downward dog I couldn't fucking hit I started wobbling as I was about to stand up I went like a ton of bricks into the water and we weren't that far out I thought but I couldn't feel my feet on the it was too far out well Caroline was trying to put me up on the board lying on her board holding on to my board and my fucking oar and trying to pull me up well it was I can only say a shit show It was a fucking disaster. I had to be brought into solid ground, into land to be put back up on the board. I was like, honestly, I was worn out. It took us an hour and a half. Oh my God, Tommy's door was ringing. Tommy, Doro just rang the doorbell. Um, It was was torture. Did you manage to get up at all on it? Oh, we did eventually, but sure, I was like, fucking, I don't know what. It was a, it was an oh, absolute. I'm bru. I look like You're I've been bit up. And are the bruises from being helped, people grabbing you, trying to put you back on the board? No, me trying to get myself up. Like You're banging. I was, I was like trying to lift myself up on the board, and I had a fucking life jacket on that was basically submerged <laughs> over my face. I looked like, thanks be to God, nobody else saw me. The rest of the group had left, had set sail before us. Honestly, I was a fucking horror. Doing oh, that, Jesus. so I should have brought ye supping while we were in Ballina, wow. but maybe again wow. soon. I will next do that. time we're in Ballina, we must pop into that tortured, lady. tortured. I was so. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this very, very special episode of the podcast. And just before we finish, I want to give a shout out to a fellow by the name of Shane O'Neill from Lucan in County Dublin. Currently, I live in a town called Kitala. Oh, where's that? About 150 kilometres inside the Arctic Circle in Finnish Lapland with my Finnish partner who's called Aino and he works as a dog musher. I've been living away from Ireland for three years now and I get a few visits home but not enough 
a lot. I'm awful homesick. And I just want to say that listening to the three V helps wow. me with me homesickness. I can't explain wow. why it does, but it does. And the only I know I'm sure I'm not the only Paddy living abroad who feels like this, but I just wanted to say hello to you. Would you give a shout out, please? To a few friends of mine back home who are all fans of the show, young John Murray, my Johnny Murray, John. Brian the Rat Rooney, oh, the Ratter, oh. and, and Keith Mooney. Oh, my Keith Mooney. Right, well, Keith. What's Keith Mooney at these days? Doesn't say. It. Doesn't say. It. <laughs> Keith Mooney. <laughs> so God bless you all, and thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.